Thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of the original Night Talker podcast. My name is Josef Åkerbrand and I am the creator and narrator of this non-fictional storytelling channel. I'm a filmmaker from Stockholm, Sweden, and because I can't really produce films right now due to the ongoing pandemic, I have decided to tell my stories through this podcast instead. With all true, funny, absurd, creepy, and otherwise mind-blowing experiences straight from the real world. To give you an idea of the spectrum I'm offering, I have decided to publish the first three episodes, Only New York, Parts 1, 2, and 3, in short succession. And the reason I'm starting this podcast off with New York, of all places, is that, like many of you, I really miss traveling. So this is me catering to that. Today's story occurred when I had just moved to New York in 2012. And while I had been to New York, or the city, as New Yorkers call it, never New York City and most definitely not NYC, many times before and after, no single experience has shaped my lasting impression of New York as much as the one I'm about to share. But before I get into it, let me just say real quick that I will be sharing information on why and how I ended up in New York back then in future episodes. So all you need to know for now is that I moved there for school once upon a time. And this is the story of my official New York welcome. Hope you enjoy. In my early days in New York, I often went for extensive walks to get to know my neighborhood better, to figure out where to eat, where to shop for groceries, and also which areas to avoid entirely. One particular evening, I was walking down Broadway on the Upper West Side, when my eyes suddenly fell upon a large pile of shiny black garbage bags underneath the scaffolding on the other side of the road. As the New Yorkers among you will know, the sidewalks outside businesses are literally lined with black garbage bags at a certain time of day. And because this is such a normal occurrence in the city, people don't usually stop to look. But I didn't know this back then, so I did just that. I stopped and looked. Because, although I couldn't immediately tell how or why, there was something odd about the picture. Something that just didn't feel right. Suddenly, the furious honking of a fast-approaching cab pulled me back into the here and now and brought to my attention that I was, in fact, standing in the middle of the road. And as I jumped aside to let the car pass, I couldn't help but wonder whether or not the driver had actually intended to wait for me to move. The short answer? Probably not. As soon as the road was clear, I walked over to the pile to get a closer look. And as I stood scanning it, just a yard or two away, it suddenly dawned on me what had irritated me about it. One of the bags was not as shiny as the others, and it also seemed larger somehow. Then, in a split second, it hit me. There was a person laying on the sidewalk between the bags. And because they were all dressed in black, from the shoes to the beanie, and their face was turned away from the street, no one seemed to have noticed. In fact, 
It was almost impossible to detect them even from as close as I was. I froze and stared as images from stereotypical films intruded upon me. Had I just stumbled upon a dead person on one of my first days in New York? My first impulse was to turn around and leave, and I actually did. But then, something within me seemed to hold me back, like a faint voice saying, What if they're alive? Against my initial resistance, and if you've ever seen a dead body, you will know what I mean, I decided to figure out what was going on. I leaned in over the person's head, and what I discovered was the almost peaceful face of a man in his mid-twenties. His eyes were shut, and behind his slightly open lips, I could see a row of perfectly white teeth faintly glimmer in the dim streetlight above, but no sign of life. I gently tapped the man's shoulder and was just about to ask him whether he was okay, which, I might add, did feel like a redundant question at that point, given the fact that he was laying on the sidewalk in winter, when suddenly his ribcage rose, and with the sound of an open airlock started sucking in massive amounts of air. What's the matter with him? I heard a coarse voice ask right behind me. I turned around and discovered a middle-aged man in a thick, oversized coat inquisitively pointing at the man between the garbage bags. I don't know, I truthfully replied. I just barely got here. He dead? He continued. No, I responded. I think he's asleep. Well, he shouldn't be sleeping out here, he added and stuffed his hands into his pockets against the cold. No kidding. I thought, and firmly shook the sleeping man's shoulder with both hands. Sir? No response. I was just about to shake him again, when suddenly his eyes flung open with such force that the shockwave was almost palpable. Then, like an old dragon waking after centuries of sleep, he slowly turned his head to face the person who had dared to disturb his peace. I took a few steps back to give him space, and before I knew, he had turned his entire body around and come to a halt on his elbow, with his big dark eyes fixed upon me. Now that I was able to look at him in his entirety, I realized that he was wearing a tuxedo with a black dress shirt and a silk bow tie and that he looked nothing like the homeless person I had initially thought he might be. In fact, as he lay there staring at me with his piercing gaze, he had an almost arrogant loftiness to him, like a bored Roman ruler who is just about to pass a death sentence from his comfortable divan. The only difference to the Roman ruler was that this man was holding a thick cigar in his hand instead of grapes but the look on his face was just the same when he eventually took a long puff and emitted a dense cloud of white smoke into the evening. I did feel somewhat ridiculous at the thought, 
like an underpaid award show helper trying to get a bunch of A-list celebrities to finally take their seats. But still, despite his intimidating aura, I felt the need to make sure that this man was really okay. But as I was just about to gather all my confidence to ask him if he needed anything, the man suddenly averted his eyes from me and just as abruptly turned to lay flat on his back. And as he lay there smoking and staring up into the night sky, something unexpected happened. A smile started to form around his lips. At first, it was no more than a slight smirk, but soon, it was all over his face. Given the suddenly changed atmosphere, I finally felt comfortable enough to address him. Sir, are you okay? I inquired. He didn't answer right away, but when he did, after another long puff, he responded with a relishly content, Yeah. I don't know what I had been expecting. But when I whirled around to see whether or not the other man was witnessing all this, he just stood there shaking his head and chuckling, as if this was a perfectly normal occurrence in the city. And just before he turned to leave, he looked at me with a big smile and said, Welcome to New York, eh? Indeed, I thought, as I watched the man on the sidewalk get up, dust himself off, and disappear down the street. Welcome to New York. The next episode of this podcast, part two of the Only in New York series, features a story about the risks of jaywalking in the city. It's already available at this point, and if you're using Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it should automatically start playing as soon as this episode ends. I am Yusuf Hockebrand, and this is the original Night Talker. Thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm.